This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Welcome to Spice Bags, where we three opinionated ladies chat about international food in Ireland. Um, today, it's myself, Dee Laffin, and Blanca Valentia. Um, Mei Chin is not here today, but we she's here in spirit with us, as always. Um, and we are joined in a studio with um, two friends of ours who we have been dying to get into studio to cover an episode on Nigerian cuisine and Nigerian cuisine in Ireland and culture in Ireland. Um, and with us, we have Edizemi Onilena. <laughs> My pronunciation, yeah. by the way, I've already practiced. I'm really bad, so I apologize to the ladies. It's and okay. um, Edizemi is from um, Mamashi who I'm sure you know her Nigerian products, which are available in Super Values and um, across lots of different stores in the country. And we'll be speaking to her about that. And also Victory Wabu Echo, sorry, Echoma. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. It's From Biazine, yeah. uh, the founder and editor of Biazine. Um, uh, thank you so much, both of you, for mm-hmm. joining us. Thank um, you. So basically, I mean, I want to come to you first. I've known you since I met you at your market uh, stand in Merrion Square. Yeah. Um, where you still, uh, you told me yesterday, you had a, a, a really good day, sold yeah. out very quickly. So it's great to see that there's an appetite for um, your food and Nigerian cuisine mm-hmm. in Ireland. But um, we, I suppose, you're also one of our contributors to Soup Cookbook, mm-hmm. um, which we... Um, have just launched recently, published recently with Kristen Jensen and Blaster Books. Um, so for all of you out there who haven't got a copy <laughs> yet, make sure and order it on blasterbooks.com. Um, you contributed um, a Nigerian soup, which I know when I came to you, we had a discussion, which we did with many of our contributors on what soup is in Nigeria. And we kind of we did one soup and then we didn't go with that one and we went with a second one. Yeah. And we went with Eforiro, which, yeah. uh, yeah. as you said, is more like a sauce. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that first um, okay. and then we get into your background. But about Eforiro. So Eforiro, it's actually not it's it's a vegetable kind of uh, soup. So it will be very popular. So um, we the, the it is called Eforiro in the um, among the Yorubas in Nigeria. Yeah. So we would have uh, three ethnic groups. Oh, just move your microphone. Okay. So, so there you go. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So we have three ethnic groups. So we have the Aousas, we have the Igbos. Those are the three major. We have um, um, uh, other tribes, right? Yeah. But then the Aousa, the Igbos, and the Yoruba. So among the Yorubas, the four will be very popular. Every tribe has their own vegetable. Yeah. Right. So it depends on how you make your vegetable. So, but we call it a four euro because of the style of cooking. Yeah. So in it, maybe you you just have the different types of fish, meat. You could you know seafood. You can combine a lot of things together. Yeah. With your chilies and your onions and you know it's very simple, very straightforward. So yeah. Something that like a variance here for an Irish person that could do is say for example you have the spinach. Yes. Which we used that day. Yes, we did. Yeah, because <laughs> so for anyone who hasn't seen an Eferiro or doesn't yeah. know it, it's for well, the one we made for for soup cookbook. Yeah. It is a tomato yeah. and chili based and spinach based kind of stew yeah. Yeah. soup. Yeah. yeah. So we, we we made it very mm-hmm. simple, you know. So you use your spinach and then all the peppers blended all together. You know, do your base with. Um, I would have used oil, a little bit of veg oil on the day. 
But then we have, um, we would use palm oil yeah. for the vegetables. So yeah. we would use palm oil a lot. So, but um, then, um, yeah, with the combination of uh, the, 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 the palm oil, your, your seasoning, your peppers all together, and then you throw in the uh, spinach and allow it to just cook for like 10 minutes, yeah. you know. It is very good. It is tasty health-wise, you know, your veg, you know, and you can use it as, uh, you can use it to eat your rice, you know, you can make, um, even on potatoes, if yeah. you look mashed potatoes, you can throw your effort yeah. on it. But for, Niger- for us in Nigeria, we use it more for the cassava kind of food, you know, yeah. and then um, uh, swallow, we call it swallow. Yeah. So, and then some can use it for rice, you know, yeah. so. Is swallow the name that you give to cassava? It depends. So we have cass- we have cassava base okay. meal. We would have uh, wheat. We have different. We have planting. We have yeah. uh, we have different types of swallow. You know, yeah. like the very popular one, uh, igusi and the uh, pounded yam. That was very popular. That was trending yeah. at one point. You know, yeah. so. Mm. And um, well, in the cookbook again, we kind of I think we suggested lamb with it, but you can. Yeah as you said, put everything with it. Anything at all. Anything you like, except, of course, your, um, uh, your, you can use your meat, you can use fish, you can use lamb, you can use even goat meat. Yeah. Goat meat, even <laughs> we goats, love goats. Yes, yeah. yeah, we love goat meat because of it's tasty, smells nice, you know, come across as really yeah. very good. So I mean, goat meat, I, I never understand why goat meat is more popular in Ireland. Mm. And even though we have good goat meat here, um, but it's just never been as popular as lamb, for example. Yeah, or, I know. You know yeah. so, but it's a shame because it's such a great meat and it, it lends itself well to stews and Irish kind of cooking, you know, so you use a lot in Spanish. Yeah, we like it. But remember, we tried a Nigerian goat recipe that we Emmy did. gave us. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We did a go- so the one that didn't make it into the cookbook, <laughs> but is definitely worth trying, is the goat pepper soup, Yeah, which yeah. we made I first. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And I had worried I had made it wrong. So, I mean... I don't have a huge amount of experience with Nigerian cuisine. Um, so when I made the recipe as per your instructions, I just wasn't 100% sure if it was right. And I brought it to you yeah. and you were like, oh, this is gorgeous. This is so good. And I was like, yes, I made it right. <laughs> but I don't understand. Yeah, you taste. did it very well. But I think f- the problem you have or you had then was because of the spice. It was quite strong. Yeah. yeah we yeah, felt yeah. it was so strong My that people Irish might know. Not yes. So, yeah. 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 But it was really good, you know. Yeah. Do you find that with your own so with you set up uh, mansion foods mm. aka mama she mm. produce the brand name yeah yeah and um you started on the markets and now as i said you're doing the the ready meals and foods yeah. and spice blends and everything did you find you're trying to bring nigerian foods to irish uh, people yeah. and to everyone who's here yeah. um do you find that you like that there's different flavors that work that people uh, prefer more or you know through your work have you had to do a lot of research in that respect um i think i did a lot a, a bit of i did i did uh, research is every day because people get to eat your food every day and then from the feedback yeah. so i know that okay this is how i'm going to make this food that can make my irish friend to eat it yeah you know because even up to today so a lot of nigerians don't believe that. oh do you know that do you think they can eat the food i said of course they do yeah 90 percent of my customers are irish yeah you know and they love this food so it is about getting you know the cooking right you know yeah the only difference is that we love our food to be hot and and i will say to people i have met a lot of irish people who love 
hot, hot food. Yeah. Some people, I will tell them that, look, this, they don't go there. That is very hot. So bring it on, bring it on, you know, that they love it, you know. Mm. So um, it is just about having that blend, you know, that everybody is able to eat it. Plus the person who wants it hot and the person who doesn't want the hot at all. Yeah. So like now, if we cook jollof rice, fry, like the ve- uh, fried rice, R- fried rice is all vegetables yeah. and rice. So which is normal. So the only difference is how you season and how you make the food, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be almost the same thing as you see. You, s- you see some salad, you know, in the salad bar, you see some rice that it mix a lot of vegetables together. Yeah. Those rice may be just parboiled rice, and then they throw in vegetable, and then we throw it, we, we add it as our salad. Yeah. But this one, you cook the rice to boil, and then you add your vegetable to it. So a- it is convenient for a lot of people you know, they're able to eat it because the only thing I'm not adding there is the, the, the spices, the hot. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but the flavors are still the same. The flavors make it taste nice. The flavors doesn't make anything different yeah. from what they are going to be eating as per the ingredients-wise. Mm. And you mm. mentioned you know. palm oil there. It's, mm. a, it's a really vital ingredient in the, in the kind of Nigerian cuisine in general as a flavor, isn't yeah. it? It's used in a the, lot of dishes. The palm oil will be common now for most of the soups. The soups, okay. Yeah, and the ones that contains the vegetable Yeah, will be the ones that palm oil. But we use a lot of ve- um, vegetable oil as well, vegetable or sunflower oil. Yeah. You know, so um, and then we could do. We also do what is called the concussion rice. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Concussion rice is when you have everything together. You use your palm oil as a base, yeah. and then you put everything together: your meat, your spices, your chili. Also, add it and add the rice in it. Yeah. You say, for example, you want to do lamb concussion. You throw lamb. You boil your lamb first, and then you bring in all your chilies and then the the palm oil. Yeah. You add all of them together, cook them all together, mm-hmm. you know, with your boiled ram, lamb, throw in the boiled ram with the stock, cook everything together. For me, it is fantastic. You can <laughs> use beef for it, you know. So it's just mm-hmm. the way, the style to which you, you, you make the, the food that makes the difference. Yeah. Most of these food are known. They're not, they're not new, kind of. Yeah, rice yeah. is not new to everybody. Rice is, everybody knows rice. You know. yeah. It's just how you cook rice. And I can cook rice, and I say to people, I can cook rice in 10 or 20 different ways. Yeah. You know. So, and I'm able to, I was able to bring that into the market. Now, like I said before, my passion is about bringing, promoting that Nigerian culture True food in we uh, in the Irish uh, food industry and beyond that as well, yeah. you know. So it goes everywhere. So anywhere I take this food to, it should it should be acceptable. And people are especially the jollof rice is becoming so popular now, yeah, you is. know, so yeah. popular. Um, rice and beans is coming on on board as well. Beans is protein. People love it. The beef jerky is doing very well as well. So yeah, yeah so Great. it's good. You know, I love, I enjoy, I, I, it gives me a great pleasure when I see people smile when the, the food all comes. Oh, that's, this nice, you know. So, and every day I try to invent, try to bring in something, say, now spinach. Yeah. I was thinking to myself, okay, what, what else can I do with spinach? Yeah. You know, can I bring spinach to Marion Square where they will have it? Not in form of a 40 euro, but just do it in form of a sauce. It's going to be like an add-on to the rice. And that's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Um, I just wanted to go uh, talk to to Victory. I think one thing about spice bags, we we want to know who are the people behind the food. And I think, you know, there's a lot of journalism about restaurants and dishes and food trucks. But sometimes I miss who are these people? What do they like to eat? How are yeah. they at home? Uh, where do they come from? Where do they live? So I wanted to talk to Victory because, you know, I've seen, you know, you've written for D's magazine Scoop and Gustle and you started your own magazine. But I wanted to know about you and I wanted to know how did you get into the world of kind of representing different cultures uh, in Ireland, like people of color through food. So I want to see because you're very young compared to <laughs> at least to me. And how did you what sparked this endeavor for you? Yeah. Um, well, for me, I think I, I've grown up here in Ireland um, forever, really. I've been here. Um, I'm 24 now, so I've been here um, 22 years about. And so I think when it comes to my perspective is very different to Emmy's, I think, in that way, where I've, I've grown up here. I've always known um, a mixture of Nigerian cuisine and food that we eat here, Irish food or whatever. And so um, I didn't really inherently have that sort of curiosity. I wasn't necessarily comparing and contrasting what I was eating like what I ate at home was what I ate at home what I ate anywhere else was was that um but then I think as you get older you start to kind of crave um a little bit of um, understanding your culture and understanding where you come from and your roots and um that's definitely been where I've been at for a lot for a few years now so um last year I attended a workshop with some friends and it was um, thinking a little bit about race, place and belonging and immigration and how migrants, especially um, kids who've grown up here as well, who have lived here their whole life, but don't really necessarily remember the migration journey. Um, what what our stories were, what our parents' stories were, what connected us and what we could remember and what we could um, understand about each other through the, the stories, the pictures, the um, sort of emblems that our parents pass on to us. And so... I had a really great conversation with some friends at this workshop last April and one of the things we thought about was um, or that was mentioned was how food is something that is like also passed on to us and is something that comes with the migration journey and even though I don't necessarily have that in like I suppose real inherent knowledge of Nigerian cuisine yeah. I understand it through what my mom has passed on to me and it's it's a big part of culture so taking that conversation I was really I went home and like started talking to my mom and like rummaging through old photos and and all the old photos I, I love I love old photos and so going through these photos I was there's lots of um, hall parties and pictures with food and pictures of my mom um, I suppose before I was born when I was just born with our friends around food and it just felt like food was really central in a lot of these photos. And so in conversation with her, I just, um, and in and following that conversation I had with friends, I was like, I, I want to I want to explore this more. Mm -hmm. And I had, um, I always tell people I had gone through, I had entered the deep um, rabbit hole on Netflix where I was just watching so many food documentaries. <laughs> and I was um, really enamored by how these filmmakers, directors, whatever, were telling the stories and were putting characters first in these stories about food. Um, Bourdain as well, Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown, loads of different documentaries and how they put people first in these stories about food. And food was almost kind of secondary. It was more like the history and um, the culture and the heritage and everything that kind of like um, manifests in food. And so I, I wanted to do that. I was like, I'm really curious. I really want to know more. Um, also, being Nigerian, I always kind of say to people that when you're Nigerian, 
here in Ireland, or at least for me, it feels like everyone's Nigerian. And I don't necessarily um, have a, like a, a real awareness of what's happening in other communities as well. But mm-hmm. the immigration story is so similar amongst all of us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I was um, really curious about those similarities in our stories, but also um, kind of delving deeper into my personal story, heritage and culture as well. So yeah, that's what kind of sparked it and what kind of brought it to life, I think. And yeah. I love that about Biazine when you included beautiful photos, old yeah. photos. Yeah. I loved that. It just, I mean, I think every family or culture or person community has those old photos of mm-hmm. when you look at your parents having dinner parties or things. You know, I, I it brought my own family's yeah. photos into mine when yeah. I saw those and I just thought they were amazing. I yeah. love that about Biazine as well. Yeah, um, they're great photos. And I, I was just going to make a comment about photos. When I look at photos of places that I've traveled, I always end up with more photos of people uh-huh. than photos of food yeah. and mm. but even when i was very young so it makes me realize you know there's there's always been an interest in the people like uh-huh. much m- much more than in mm. the food and yeah i love your photos because to me my favorite photos are never like super curated they're always yeah. like a yeah. photo that has like an overexposure in the corner mm. that you know, somebody wanted to throw out and you're like, no, I love that photo. Yeah. Yeah. Your photos are so true to the different communities. They're mm. real people mm. and real situations. They're not manicured. Yeah. And I really, really love that about the magazine. Yeah, I think as well for us in Spice Bags and even with Soup, we've always been driven more by the people yeah. rather than yeah. the the countries or the topics. Mm. It's who we meet. And yeah. like I was saying too, we've wanted to do a, an episode on Nigeria for so long, but we wanted to until we had the right friends to do it with. And I think that's reflective in the cookbook as well. We didn't kind of, when we were picking recipes, we didn't go, okay, we need Nigeria and Japan Mm -hmm. and Scotland or whatever. We actually ended up with those countries because of the people that we knew and we had met. And I think that drove it. And and your story, you know, to tell that um, connection to the the recipe, I think it's so important. I mean, you were saying, did you, we, I forgot to kind of ask you and that when you were telling us about your food, when did you come to Ireland and when did you start um, in food? Have you always been in food? Um, I, th- I came to Ireland about 20 years ago now, 20 yeah. years now. So um, food has never been a business like I would ever thought that I could go into food <laughs> business. No, 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 no. It would have been fashion. Fashion, I love yeah. to look good. I love you always. Fashion. Fashion. Looks I amazing. Love, yeah. I love my. So I love you know my hairstyle and all of that. So yeah. that would have been you know an area that I was focusing on you know, but then I just realized that um, uh, that we don't have a bit of representation in the area of food. Mm. You know, there's nothing if you go to all the big stores, among uh, the, uh, where I find my food. Before I started, we would in my community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm now like, okay, we live here. I have lots of Irish friends. They know me. What more do they know about me? Mm. Apart from this is Amy, my colleague in the office. And so I used to bring my food to the office. So they would taste, oh, this is nice. So I said, wait, why, why can't I extend that <laughs> to the bigger Irish society? Mm. I go to Dunstall, I go to Tesco, you will see Chinese, you will see lots of Indian cuisine, you will see spices, you see something representing other cultures. Yeah. But you don't see anything representing Africa. No. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's a huge one. Mm. And I know 
that apart from the father, this is not about competition. No, it's about bringing something that you know that is good, something that you know that is equally healthy, something that you know that is tasty. I know, and this is me. If you see me and say, oh, you look this, I'm not just looking this alone, but my food is good that I eat that makes me equally look, and I want to present that to you. Yeah. So for me, it's just about promoting that culture, bringing in that food. Look, we have good food here. So the fact that you haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah. So somebody has to start it. And it's it's I think we've seen in Spice Bags so many people who are like pioneers of bringing their food to people. And, you know, we're ab so fascinated by mm. that. But we also know it's a difficult journey. It's not so easy to set up your but like you know when you go to marion square and you see there's a peruvian food truck yeah. there there's venezuela and like we know this is hard work so tell us a little bit about that process of you went mm. did you go through um a program um to create the products how did you because you obviously ended up in the super value academy yeah, how did yeah, you yeah. get there? i did like okay so um first i did I would say to anybody, before you do anything at all, you do your research very well. Yeah. Yeah. So my own research was based on the fact that I've had interactions with my colleagues, I've had a lot of people tasting the food, and then I was thinking in my head, okay, I want, I have a passion to bring in African food into the shelf. What would be that thing that they would accept? That that was the first thing. What would be what would be that food that I can sell to give to an Irish person that they can easily, you know, identify? Yeah. So rice, they can identify rice. So I saw um, beef jerky was one of my, was my first. So why did I go for beef jerky? Beef jerky, so if you look at both uh, cultures, so they have what is called the, uh, the biltong, yeah. the South African mm -hmm. biltong mm -hmm. yeah. here. And that's the only thing I've seen. So it's called beef jerky. But then I tasted it, I'm like, mm, it's very different from our beef jerky. Yeah. Our beef jerky, it's in terms of processing and all of that, it's quite way, way different, you know. So, and I'm like, okay, our beef jerky is very popular. We call it kilishi in Nigeria. It comes from the northern part of Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So that would be something that is very popular in the north. So, and everybody, even in the diaspora, they love kilishi. So if you want to get kilishi, you can only go to Nigeria and bring kilishi. Yeah. So nobody makes kilishi abroad. So I'm like, okay, this might be a starting point. So I started making it from here. So even when I went, w w after having all the brand and then my packaging, I took it to Nigeria. Like, are you serious? Did you make this thing? I said, yeah, I did. You know, but it took me almost seven years, yeah. you know, to do all of that. So and what did I do? So I had to do all my research. So when I was ready, I was doing some sampling with a friend. And then people were buying it. I did it in a little plastic tub. And people were buying it. And then, but as, as at the time, I had not registered my business. Yeah. I like I've not legally started. I think I've registered the name of the business, but I've not started anything yet. So I was selling to this guy uh, in the top. So one day, I just got a call from EWO, that is the Environmental uh, Health Officer. Yeah. That's the one you need to fear. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I got a call, and then he told me, that, is that my mansion food? I'm like, okay. Hey, what's happening here? You know, because I wasn't expecting that. So he said, don't be afraid, don't, don't worry. So he started advising me. Okay, mm -hmm. if you want to do this, if you want to do a business, and especially depend on the product that you are doing. It is meat. Yeah. You can't produce meat from home. You have to have a kitchen. 
So you see, when I was doing, when I was having that desire to have my food on the shelf, I wasn't thinking of the process as it's going to yeah, take me. Yeah. I wasn't looking at the cost. I w- the only thing I just wanted was that product <laughs> on the shelf, you yeah. know. So he now told me, well, you need, you must have a kitchen. You mm-hmm. have to go through all your health, the, mm-hmm. your hazard. All the, yeah, you know, he just, he took me through all of that. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I left. I ran. In fact, I didn't leave. I <laughs> ran. You know. And for another three years, yeah. I didn't go back. Until that friend didn't, kept calling me. People are asking for this product. People are asking, try it out. Yeah, if it doesn't work, you leave it. I said, okay. And then the passion to have those things on the shelf. Yeah. So I said, okay, I'll give it a go. It so I went through the, f- uh, yeah, I w- and I just went through my Leo, um, in the Leo at the time. Uh, I did some courses, I started your own business in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went on to do the ASAP training. Yeah. I did food management training as well, which is a higher grade, which cost me almost um, a, a thousand euro, you know. But I had to invest that money because yeah. of, of the passion, yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah. It's doing food business is expensive. I would say that it is expensive because even when you think you are making profit, you are bringing it back into the mm-hmm. business because you are not even seeing it because you have to buy your equipment and all of that yeah. and then setting up a kitchen. So all of that, they are all, it's a lot. Do you think that that's why there aren't more Nigerian food businesses absolutely. and restaurants because of the cost here? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. There mm-hmm. is, they, they, it was when I got into it, that I said, oh, oh, I see why my people are not here, <laughs> you know, because it's, there's a lot. There's so much as in your equipment, setting up a kitchen, mm. the expenses that goes, yeah. you're over it and all of that, you know. Yeah, yeah we have so many people that would do some pro, uh, food at home, they would do, but, you know, you can't even, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then, you know, you they do for personal friends, but you can't go to the public. Yeah. The public will not mm-hmm. eat your food if you don't do the right mm-hmm. thing. So I have to do the right thing yeah. for people to trust my food. Yeah. I wanted to go back and I wanted, so two questions. If you could do a summary of Nigerian food and then a second part is if you could take us on a tour of Nigerian food in Ireland, like Victory, just because I, I think, you know, we've been to some stores or some re- some restaurants. We went to one on, on Parnell, Parnell Street. Yeah. but. Take us on a little tour, just so people know what Nigeria, because Nigeria is a huge country, 200 yeah. million people. It, it's a complex yeah. society, multi-faith. So mm-hmm. just a quick tour of Nigerian food and then bring us back to Ireland and <laughs> tell us where to go. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I think if I'm like describing Nigerian food, I um, would probably describe it as very, it, it is very complex. I think it's very, um, in terms of its flavors. So there's a lot of, bitter savory lots of umami lots of like a mixture of sour everything so mm-hmm. it's very um there's a lot of depth to it um it's very like aromatic very the strong smell like smells and tastes are really strong and it's um it's really great great that way really interesting that way um but like you said nigeria is huge it's big and there's a lot of different um tribes and so i'm evil um, so I'm from sort of the kind of towards the east, southeast area of Nigeria, um, where my parents would be. And so food for me um, growing up is, for me growing up, it was a lot of really similar to what um, um, Emmy was saying in terms of, yeah, cassava and swallow and different things, um, lots of like palm oil based foods. 
but um it was yeah we use a lot of vegetables and stuff but i think i just the natural way geograph geography and religion and lots of things plays um into yeah how food is across the country um i just know i can really only speak about like evil food <laughs> i suppose um and so yeah for for me um and for the foods that i eat there's a lot of um we use a lot of like crayfish and so mm-hmm. um which is of the yeah i think you it's a crustacean right yeah. so it's like of the shrimp and prawn family um so we use a lot of that dried and ground up and that's kind of a little bit, little bit like shrimp paste i suppose or like fish sauce or what mm. they use in southeast asian cuisine so there's a lot of foods with that kind of base there's a lot of um vegetable like leafy greens and stuff and um that's kind of what i grew up on um but coming here um in ireland yeah like i think drawing a little bit from what we just said earlier it is difficult to find um sort of in terms of the nigerian food scene here it's it's it can be quite difficult to kind of pinpoint what's happening because yeah. a bit like what um emmy said a lot of stuff might be happening in people's homes mm-hmm. and people will be caterers or stuff but yeah. in terms of public facing um cuisine it can be really difficult to to pinpoint that which is why what emmy's doing with mama she's incredible mm-hmm um here because if we even compare it to like in london you know the access is it's incredible i have people who come from london um here and they're like oh i grew up around um nigerian and Ghanaian and congolese food where's mm. the nigerian food in ireland and i'm I like oh, mm. i can't really describe it. i know one or two restaurants in dublin but um everyone else that i know is kind of like caterers or people yeah. that like i just i've seen a lot of caterers online and also yet the population nigerian population island is huge is it fifty thousand? yeah i don't like know the so numbers but is it second or yeah second yeah, largest second immigrant largest yeah. after yeah. poland the obstacles yeah. are the cost and and different dho and all the obstacles yeah. that our, our irish kind of society um, puts in front could you shed a light on are you what side of the country are you from in nigeria i'm from the south so south. i'll be um in fact I, I i say that i'm a full nigerian i'm i i, I <laughs> normally wouldn't introduce myself as coming from the south because i i have traveled all the length and breadth of nigeria oh, wow. so like mm. i have experience of all the tribes of nigeria mm-hmm. so i would have i was born in the south schooled in the north lived in the in the east Okay. So where she came from, so yeah. I would have lived there. So I know all the food. I know most of the food that is eaten by the major, at least the major tribes of, yeah. the, of the of the country. So, but I'm from the Yoruba speaking part. That is my mom. My dad is uh, of another tribe. That is the Joe, which would be almost the southeast yeah. side. So, yeah. So, um, and Yoruba is very different. From are are all the different tribes different regions? Is the regionality very different? The Yorubas are in the south. They they, yeah. they are they, they we have the Yorubas in the southern part of the country. So and then we would have um, we have the Aousas in the north. We have the Igbos in the in the east. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are the main you know. But then we have different tribes. We have over how many two hundred and fifty two hundred thousand and different dialects. how many languages? So we have. Um, it's supposed to be three main languages, right? Yeah. But the interesting thing is <laughs> we <laughs> have over a hundred oh. languages. Oh, wow. wow. And because within the tribe, different tribes. Yeah. So even within the Yorubas, you will see different dialects of Yoruba. Wow. So the, my Yoruba will be just like Dublin. You see Dublin as in mm-hmm. um, the Cork accent. accent. The Donia, yeah. and then you go to Donegal, and here the Donegal <laughs> accent. So, 
you say oh, this person is speaking this is from Kedah so it's yeah. just like that so we have within Yoruba we have different dialects so within the Igbos we have different dialects am I correct yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then the Aousas I think for the Aousa the Aousas um, would be more kind of uh, they have the Kanuris yeah we have different dialects but yeah. the three main would be the Igbos the Aousas and the Yoruba yeah. uh-huh. would be the three main ones you know mm-hmm. and then yeah so I'm from that you know Yoruba side yeah. mom do because I lived mostly in the south, so that's where I kind of identify mm. mostly with. Yeah. Um, I just want to interrupt our interview for one second um, to uh, tell you a little bit about another podcast that's on our network here. Um, it's called Personality Bingo, um, and Tom, who Tom Moran, who presents that, he is back after a long hiatus, but has 130 episodes in the back catalogue that include an episode with Paul Meskel. For oh. any Paul Meskel fans. Um, season two um, is launching very soon uh, with a chat with Emmett Kerwin, who is really famous here as well, an incredible um, actor and does a lot of voice uh, acting as well. So it's a great concept for an interview show um, and it keeps fresh every episode. So make sure and check that out. It's on the Headstuff Podcast Network, along with ourselves and lots of other um, podcasts on the network. It's Ireland's largest podcast network, in fact. And you can support us by becoming a member. Um, it's five euros a month to become a member of the network of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Um, and you can do that through the website. Um, so if you log in and with that, you just get access to all the shows um, and any kind of we all do bonus material. And if there's any merchandise or anything like that, you get access to all these things. So please do support us because we are a um, try <laughs> We are a community and uh, we appreciate all the support we can get. But I'm um, going to go back to discussing Nigerian uh, food now with our guests. Um, I don't want to. We were talking a little bit about access in Ireland or Nigerian food in Ireland and the different uh, regions in Nigeria. But I've noticed a lot more Nigerian ingredients available now in shops in Ireland, mostly in international shops. Um, have you noticed, I suppose we were saying there's still you're saying, um, Victory, that there's it's it's hard to tell, you know, what exactly is uh, kind of happening with Nigerian cuisine or restaurants or or food here so much because a lot of it is in mm-hmm. people's homes. But have you noticed yourself that there's a lot more accessibility to ingredients and things um, or a want for maybe access to Nigerian yeah. cuisine? Yeah, well, I, I, so I'm not from Dublin, so I come from Dundalk. And so it's a lot smaller. Um, so access is very different, I suppose, to these bigger cities. Um, and in, even in Dundalk, there is um, a lot more access. But I think it's uh, a lot of it is happening through, um, I don't know how you would say it. So we, I would say like a halal shop. So oh like yeah, these yeah. stores, um, these sort of more multicultural, multi-ethnic um, stores and they've kind of popped up a lot at least in Dundalk there's like three or maybe four mm. um, where I remember growing up and there was only one guy um, who had an African store Afro-Caribbean store and he himself was Nigerian um, and he was where we would go for more or less everything um, or there's this guy who comes around on a truck um, <laughs> he comes around in his van um, he's, uh, his name's Tony and he just 
I don't know, he shows up randomly. I don't know if he goes all over the country, apparently. And he shows up like maybe once every couple of weeks in, in Dundalk and everyone and all over the town, all the Nigerians kind of flock to him. And it's like, get what you need. Um, so I remember that growing up was like this guy in the van and then the wow. African Caribbean store. <laughs> Do you have any pictures? I'd uh, love to see this. It's just, like, just this, yeah, you know him? Yeah, he's That's like, Tony. yeah, <laughs> he's, I think he's all over the, I really think he's from all over the country. Um, he goes all over the country, but he'd come to Dundalk like once every couple of weeks and it was like, you would just hear your mom and your aunties and everyone ringing each other and saying, is Tony here? And then there's like, everyone would come and flock to the house that's that he incredible. went to. Yeah, that's where you'd get a lot of your stuff. Um, so now it's it's definitely changed because like then now we have a lot more access through these mm. sort of um, halal or international or multi-ethnic stores. Mm. Um, and so you'd be able to get your spices and stuff in the sort of more in Tesco and Duns and stuff. I haven't seen anything. Um, which is always interesting because like when yeah. you go to Newry or up north or even in the UK you can go to Sainsbury's and they have like a little mm. international section which yeah. is always like that's always funny to see um, so yeah but it's not I don't think I've seen anything like that here um, in terms of Nigerian or African yeah. cuisine that yeah. it hasn't kind of yeah and we're going to get there yeah. so that's oh, where oh, we are pushing you know yeah. so yeah. I mean your products are on mm. shelf obviously it must yeah. have been an amazing moment for you to finally get mm. those on shelf and see yeah. them in stores I know that when I was out visiting you and I've been out since again, but the costless in Tala, mm. like th shops like that, that are, as you said, multi-ethnic, multicultural, mm. yeah. international shops. Yeah. I mean, they have a huge African section. Yeah. Um, well, I say huge, but, you know, like a big section mm. of mm. the store. Um, and you can get like I was able to get the dried crayfish mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. dried lizardfish or in the freezers. There's the different fishes and things frozen. Um, the palm oils, you know, so you mm -hmm. can get everything you need if you're trying to cook at a home. Mm -hmm. But I, I wonder, you know, it's it's interesting that it still hasn't found its way into, mm. um, you know, Irish, mm. I suppose, run uh, supermarkets and things as well. Can we go back to this? Uh, I think one thing just for our listeners yeah. about the multi-ethnic um, shopping. I think this is something that's really uniquely Irish because yeah. when you go to other countries, you know, you go to Paris, you go to Madrid. There's shops for different, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. cuisines. Those, Whereas yeah, here, yeah. you know, if you go to Pinoy Sarisari in Dunleary, he's selling so many different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. So even somebody like me, I, I consider myself somebody who would be quite experienced. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm like, where is this from? You know, mm -hmm. so yeah. I think the fact that that multi-ethnicity in shops makes it very hard for consumers to go in because even though they walk into a Filipino store, they're carrying Vietnamese. They're, they might be carrying Venezuelan. Mm -hmm. So yes, that's true. it's so confusing. So I would love it. And, uh, you know, I go to to the Indian ingredients in Stilorgan that it was more like clearly labeled. Mm. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this is, you know, yeah, uh, even like just putting African or Latin American, mm. because I people really, frankly, don't know if a product is from Egypt or it, they have no it's clue. True. It is very hard when to I'm shop. With yeah, Marcio, my husband, who's Brazilian, you know, when we go into the international shops to get Brazilian food, we know which products to look for, or brands mm -hmm. to look for. Mm -hmm. But I think, yeah, like that, if there's nothing marked to no, say, yeah. this is the Brazilian food yeah. section. Or, and know. then in Duns, it says, it's so funny, it's like ethnic. Mm. And you're like, well, you're really <laughs> defining <laughs> the whole world yeah, I know. into this aisle <laughs> with Old El Paso, or like Lily calls it Old El yeah. Crapo. Like <laughs> one little tiny aisle of mass produced, like there's really, mm -hmm. and mm. that's your ethnic. It's. Mm. I think we need to really, in, in terms of retail, rethink how we sell things, but mm. make it easier if i want to make jollof rice 
where do I go where in like go, this yeah. e this store in still Oregon? Where mm -hmm. do I get the ingredients? Yeah. It would be much easier. Yeah. yeah. I just find it just so people know yeah. you're not alone. If you live yeah. maybe in, either yeah. in another country, you wouldn't find it so challenging to find yeah. the ingredients. And I think yeah. the, the food in the industry itself is evolving. So a lot of things are happening, you know, with all the mm. new ethnic groups, uh, with all the new ethnic groups and with all, you know, the different uh, cuisine that is coming into yeah. the Irish, you know, food industry itself. So um, things are, uh, I think uh, things are more, people are, people are able to assess, you know, um, uh, ingredients more yeah and um okay like 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 um like, uh, the guy tony in those days what tony does is tony tony provides us with the uh the meat you know mm -hmm. the, the the protein side of things you uh -huh. know the chicken your chicken your beef and all of that so we and he does travel everywhere so we just gotta access together yeah. oh do you want something here do you want something here and we do so that is tony's an irishman yeah. he yeah, does yeah. that because he has come to identify and be and you know know that there is a business here yeah you know and for me i think that uh, generally the, the 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 society has there's a lot in terms mm. of business wise that yeah. we can you know uh, do together so collaboration yeah. and all of that so in terms of bringing in you know making it more uh, uh, spread yeah. so that people can assess either their food from any type of store uh, 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 you know yeah. that they go to you know yeah. not just particularly you have to go to an african place yeah no, I to know, get I know. your food you know um victory tell us a little bit about you know with theazine I know you really, uh, it's a lot of it is about community as well and, and telling that, you know, through stories, through photographs. And you plan on doing kind of events as well this year, don't you? Like you're, there's bigger plan there for you in terms of highlighting culture and, and community. Yeah, yeah. So um, I always say, I always start off with saying that Beazine was supposed to be just the issue and then it was like a one-off thing. Um, so it's kind of grown into this thing that I, um, definitely didn't plan for or expect so I've had to kind of like think on my feet and like see okay what do I do moving forward but there's so many stories to be told so it really wasn't that difficult um, now we're really looking into um, I say we it's very much a one woman job but now I'm looking into <laughs> um, I'm, I'm looking into um, yeah hosting events because we did our launch event in Hen's Teeth um, in September and it was amazing we had got um the, the guys at Hen's Teeth, they were great. They let us take over the space essentially for mm. the day. So we got to bring in Nigerian food, play like take over the speakers, have like a whole program of things going on. Um, and it was really well received. People were really excited to have that kind of easy access to Nigerian food and easy access to, and, and to see like the community um, in action because it was, it was community in action. We yeah. all kind of rallied together um, and uh, there was there's definitely like that kind of craving for that kind of stuff and so I would um, I plan to and I would love to um, to kind of springboard from there and see what we can do um, how I can rally the community and different communities together to um, to do these kind of things and kind of invite people into our world I think um, I recently had a conversation with someone and it was um, it was an interesting one where we were thinking a little bit about how immigrants here in Ireland are are the guests and this is the host country and so it would be great to ha um to throw these events that that flips the script a little bit and kind mm -hmm. of it's like we're we we're the hosts and you're kind of 
and people from different um, cultures or not not our cultures can kind of come in and see how we do things um how we eat um the ways we eat the different things we eat so um that's that's the plan this year to expand on those stories expand um and open up the conversation wider and not just about food but about how we view immigrants here in ireland and what they have to contribute to yeah. to ireland as a whole so yeah i'm excited that's to really see exciting we yeah. look forward to attending some of your yeah. events um yeah. i um i i when i was saying i have a little experience in in i suppose dining in nigerian restaurants but i did go to um a very fancy nigerian restaurant in london ikoi is that how you pronounce it ikoi okay ikoi, that's ikoi, yeah. that's yeah he's now has two michelin stars but at the time when i went he had one but i had been at my friend's restaurant next door sully's restaurant in james's street market in london and i basically had some time to kill and sully was like oh you should you should definitely go next door they do a really good lunch it's really good value amazing and i was like sure you know i'm, I'm always open to trying Cuisines. Yeah, cuisines, yeah. And so I went in and it was like a really small tasting menu for lunch. Yeah. Um, and I think it was like 50 or 60 pounds at the time. It was really good value considering he's now this mm-hmm. amazing yeah. chef. And his name is Jeremy, Jeremy Chan, but he's actually Chinese Canadian and he does West African restaurants and he has like African chefs who work with him. But his background, he has a lot of experience in, mm. in African cuisine and culture. But um, he it was a really amazing like the first dish came out and it was plantain you know and it but it was i mean you would not recognize it i'll show you a picture afterwards <laughs> but it was it was like a a kind of a shaped like two kind of pieces mm-hmm. on a on a wooden board mm-hmm. a circular wooden board that came out and they were covered in salt and one was raspberry salt and the other um i can't remember what the other flavor was but it was a yellow so it was a bright yellow piece of plantain mm. and a bright pink piece and talk about heat oh my god the raspberry <laughs> salt blew my mouth open i was just like woo! <laughs> introduction to west african cuisine tick mm. um but no it was incredible and the most beautiful when you spoke about depth of flavors mm. there the the jollof rice he had it came out with a gloss over it and there was smoke and all this kind of entertainment but the richness and depth mm. of flavors in mm. that rice was the most beautiful yeah. beautiful thing I've ever tasted mm. like it was just I was like wow I have to I have to get to know because I kept mm-hmm. asking like I was taking notes and I kept because I knew nothing and I was asking the waiter and, and what kind of spices are in this and blah 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 and I was asking a million questions thankfully they weren't busy and they were able to give me their time <laughs> and the chef came over as well he was so nice but um, yeah so I think my only the only time and the other time we dined in a Nigerian restaurant was when myself and Blanca went to the place on Parnell Street mm-hmm. and we had a lovely we had Eferiro actually and we had a pepper s- do we have pepper soup? I, ha- I think we had jollof rice we had rice. Um, and there was plantain yeah, as well yeah and they had they had gold pepper soup on the menu as well mm. but I mean that was a very obviously community based restaurant because I mean mm. yeah. I think they were concerned that we got lost when we walked in I mean <laughs> like yeah. they were so welcoming <laughs> I mean they're just used and when we were there like loads of just regulars coming in you could yeah. tell it was yeah. a very <laughs> place almost like you're in Community someone's home kind of, or yeah. someone's kitchen yeah, yeah, and yeah. they know everybody who comes through the door it was mm. really but they were really so cool. friendly that that so was nice. yeah it was really you know there was a real interest in oh do you want to try this or try this mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that was really interesting because sometimes you go into restaurants and people are so awkward into yeah. like community restaurants they're like I don't know what what can I serve you that like the person just was so 
interested in yeah. us trying the food. It was mm. a, it was a great experience. But I yeah. really hope that I think I mean speaking as a, I suppose an Irish person who's you know open to trying everything and eager to learn, and I think there's a lot of people now in Ireland who are eager and hoping that you know Absolutely. more and more more yeah. and more we we have more restaurants here like when we're used to going yeah. to London or Paris or Rome or wherever and seeing all these different uh, cuisines represented from across the globe and we don't have them in Ireland but there's yeah. not really any reason why we shouldn't and mm. I know um when Mel Roddy opened Gersha which is Ethiopian restaurant friend of mine and you know everyone was so excited and that's done so well and been so mm. well received I think that I really hope that a Nigerian restaurant is Hope open soon yeah. so we can all kind of we'll get there. It. It's just like I said before, it's a lot. If you are going to do the food business, there's a lot to it. Yeah, definitely. So it's not just about, oh, the, I have to open a restaurant here, yeah, I have to do it. No, 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 there's so much to it. I and know. until I got into it, that was when I realized, oh, this is why I haven't seen a lot of, you know, um, uh, my people, you know, going yeah. into this area. It's more convenient because you have to consider your cost. You have to, there's so much, there's so much. Yeah. But having said that, it is not impossible. So it's something that we are w it's going to happen over time, you know. And I Would know. Would you do it? Would you Absolutely. We're looking at so yeah. many things. We're looking at so many. So restaurant is so a lot. It's a lot of yeah, work. It's a lot. You look at your overhead. So you, you must have partnership. If of course, and it's not the that, most encouraging you know. time right now to yeah, open a restaurant when yeah, are yeah. closing. So, so imagine yeah. what happened, like I, I used to say to people, imagine what happened during the COVID time, that somebody just started a business, and then COVID, mm. and yeah, you're locked away, and then nothing happened. So such yeah. a person, a lot of people struggle when after, you know, we were opened. You know, a lot of businesses actually closed. I yeah. would, I would, I, I, sometimes I look at myself, but how did I survive? And, you know, just gradually picking mm. up. Last year was a breed struggle in the business you know because people are only just coming back and you know and then i was almost like okay am i going to drop some things you know do a review mm. it's a lot it's a lot so if you don't mm. if you are going to go into it you have to and that is why i haven't seen a lot of us you know yeah. out mm. there but we will get there we will mm. know we'll be able to have that form of um, financial stability i would say yeah to be I able to invest i would know. say this the future definitely mm. in Ireland will have Niger Nigerian uh, restaurants definitely. as part Over of time. Have, yeah, I, I, I am positive about that. And then we say we have loads of our young people coming up, you mm, know, yeah. doing a lot of things, even in the area of music as yeah. well. So there's so much, you know, potential there. Mm. Yeah. So, and it's not just giving up, we're going to get there. So. Yeah. I think that's what I'm most interested in mm. is the sort of younger generation and, uh, and the ways that we're coming up and um, and how we can take what we've learned here growing up and, and um, infuse that with our culture, I suppose, or fuse mm. the two together almost. I, I think a little bit of um, Richie Castillo from Baha'i and how he's kind of um, taken his fine dining experience, his culture um, and background as Filipino, but also being Irish and mm. um, and how and what he's created with Baha'i. And I, I'm like, my hope is just to see stuff like that happening. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I think of like that restaurant you just mentioned in London and mm. the way they've kind of taken this really innovative approach to Nigerian food. It's like yeah. my desires, like not just the community-based um, restaurants are amazing. We love mm. them, but also to kind of see fine dining Nigerian yeah. food. Mm. That'd be so cool oh here, God, or so yeah. cool. right, yeah. or even just like fast 
fast food or fast yeah. food trucks. You know, right? Because yeah. like yeah. in like yeah. food, or yeah. even no, not just food trucks, but like trucks. fast. Like in like, in London, there is a place called Tasties, and it's like franchise. It's the hell out of London. It's everywhere, and mm. it's literally like walking into McDonald's and be like, "Can I get this and this?" And it's yeah. given mm-hmm. to you like like yeah. you would oh, get I'd a KFC. Yeah. And like, how cool would that be to be able to kind of walk into? I think in our conversation yeah. in Korea with I, I I spoke to Emmy. Um, and she kind of expressed the hope to be able to, you know, go to Lippy Valley and go yeah. like drive oh, through McDonald's cool and words. drive through <laughs> yeah. the Mama Shee yeah. and get Why what not? you want to drive through. Every time yeah. I go to Lippy Valley, I'm like, one day you're just going to have, <laughs> you know, because it's interesting because mm. I should be able to walk into that area. All of the food area there, you see McDonald's, you see, yeah. and then there's, there's one place left. And I'm saying that, well, maybe if I have the money, it's a lot of money because <laughs> I have actually... I've actually made effort. Yeah. That's just one thing, you know. Effort in trying, okay, let me even know how much does it cost mm. to rent that place? Yeah. You wouldn't want to be here what is going, what's oh, that no, place going to yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. but the good thing is if you have partnership, if you have people to come together, yeah. to collaborate with you, yeah. even with an Irish chef, yeah. and do that. Yeah. Somebody who can invest in you. Yeah. I say to you, come invest in me and let me tell you the drama that we can bring yeah. here. A yeah. lot. Yeah. A lot. And then another thing is getting some people to believe that, oh, do do you have business? Does it work? I have a business. Yeah. I have a food. And mm. it's going to work. People yeah. love this food. It's just getting the right. And know. I think as well, if the right chef came to Ireland or is here, you mm-hmm. know, as well, because if we've had a discussion about, you know, the amount of international chefs who have done so well in Ireland, yeah. you know, yeah. a lot of the Michelin stars yeah. in Ireland yeah. are held by mm. international chefs. So maybe there's a, a Nigerian chef mm. out it's there yeah. listening who will yeah. be yeah. heading yeah. up for our, our top of the Michelin list very yeah, soon as know. well. And like mm. you said, that comes from Irish backing, Irish yeah. restaurants, but yeah. then allowed to, you know, express their own cuisine and their own culture. Yeah. Within like, for zone. example, also, sorry then. Mm-hmm. We would have a lot of Nigerians, especially our young, who are getting married, and they want their, they want to get, they want to do their reception in the hotels, and this is one yes, thing that yeah. I get uh-huh. that gives me headache. Yeah. You know, they want to do their f- their wedding in the hotel, but I don't have the ability to be able to eat the African food, yeah. bring in the well food. The caterers you are know, mm-hmm. up then yeah, yeah, so a yeah. lot. There's so much. So those are the areas that we need to break all these yeah. barriers and yeah. so much. Yeah. I just wanted to say there's one thing I've noticed in Ireland. There's a lot of help. To, towards creating products, mm-hmm. but I would love to see the help towards helping a lot of these people who are kind of doing cater, catering mm. within their community to kind of branch out because we yeah. see yeah. this in the Venezuelan community, yeah. we see it in the Colombian community, that you have people who cook just for their community yeah. because also the HSE in Ireland makes it so, so, so complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to see a lot of the help that goes to making, you know, products to go to maybe people running food trucks. So, mm-hmm. you know, just get a bunch of food trucks and give people yeah. the opportunity to cook within them. If the space yeah. is offered for yeah. restaurants or pop-ups or things like that as well, I think yeah. that's so important to mm. try and... Because then if you see that there's an appetite out there, you know, there's more yeah. likely to get investment. And there is. To get out there, there, is know, the so. there is. There definitely. is, definitely. You see the success of yeah. all these different people. Like, I love um, the women from Pacheco. Like, they're a great example. Yeah. They went there and they invested in their business and they're there and they're doing their arepas and their Venezuelan food. And their customers are, mm. a lot yeah. of them are Irish. So. Yeah. Why don't we help people get to that point? That's and it. it's it is and, and move away maybe you know. from the, there's so much product. I always say if there I wanted to products, do yeah. Spanish products um, in Ireland, there'd be lots of help. But if I wanted to open a food truck, 
then there's yeah. no help. Mm. Yeah. No, so if anybody's listening, hello, <laughs> counselors. Yeah. I think that's you a know? nice way to leave it as well because we hope that um, anyone listening out there, or hopefully there is a lot of, um, you know, entrepreneurs, mm. Nigerian entrepreneurs who will soon be, as you said, like Bahe and the likes mm. of that, that we'll see a lot more of that, but in for Nigerian food. And Emmy, we can mm. giving you continued success, mm -hmm. success with Mama Shi and Victory. Wishing you all the best with Biazine. We can't wait to see what you do next with that. Thank you guys so much Thank for joining you. us. Yeah, we could have spoke for like, <laughs> I, know, I, know. I know we've only, <laughs> we need to do Nigerian cuisine part two <laughs> and get more people in and, and keep that discussion yeah, going. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's been a really interesting uh, discussion today. So as always, you can follow Spice Bags on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Spice Bags Pod or SpiceBags.ie for a bit more information, interviews, Q&A's and recipes and things like that up there as well. So please keep in touch and thank you so much for listening. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.